10, 9, ignition sequence start, 6. Hello, and welcome to Rocket Fuel, your daily update of everything that's happening in the Rocket Pool community. My name is Wack. Today is July 14th, and um, we're going to get started with some changes that are happening to the protocol. So, the first one, almost definitely going to happen, and we're going to talk about that a little bit more, is a change in the um, emissions, right? So, as you all know, Rocket Pool started with 18 million tokens when staking went live. At after that point it's been inflating at five percent a year now 70 percent of the inflation or about 3.5 percent of inflation overall goes to node operators with the other 30 percent being divided between the odao and the pdao and um, the votes are going through now which are going to drastically change the odao vote so here we have this um, post from pateris saying does this look correct um now, I'm not sure if this is 100% correct, but I didn't see anyone say that it wasn't. So I'm just going to go with it. So um, I know that you can't see it, but there'll be a link to the image in the description so you can go and have a look. But um, it kind of projects out the supply up to um, August 1st, 2024. And um, 14 periods after the this period ends, I guess, because uh, Pateris here is presuming that all three votes are going to pass. And um, he's talking about how the inflation percentages are going to change from going to the um, ODAO to the PDAO. So over here we've got a column, you know, the node operator percentage is going to stay at 70% the whole time as things stand. And then the PDAO percentage will go from 15% that is now down to 28.5%. That's just cut off on your screen so you can't see that. And then the ODAO percentage is going to go from... Um, 15% which it is now down to 1.5% so that's going to go down by 90% the PDAO um, inflation amount that they're getting is going to go up by 2x basically pretty much so the amount of RPL tokens that each group will be getting will go from um, 73,000 sorry 73,000 total inflation that is right now so 51,000 of that goes to node operators 10,000 well 11,000 goes to the PDAO 11,000 goes to the ODAO and then in a year and a bit the way that it will look is we will have um, 53,800 going to node operators 21,900 going to the PDAO and um, 1,154 going to the ODAO now the ODAO currently stands at 18 members this is going to be reduced to 15 members so each ODAO member is going to be getting less than 100 RPL every month which is a 90% basically reduction um, from where we stand now so instead of getting around 500 or 600 um, oh yeah here it is so they're getting 609 um, RPL at the moment and that is going to go down to 77 RPL by August next year so it's a massive reduction it's it's amazing like how much is changing and um, they're, they're rewarding ETH that they'll be getting is going from 12 ETH where it stands now to 1.5 ETH and in US dollar terms is going from $24,000 where it is today down to $3,000 um, so it's it's pretty amazing just how much is changing and um the ODAO, like it's really going to be getting way, way less than than it does now. So speaking about the ODAO um, 
their vote changing um well their amounts changing let's talk about some other changes that are being thought of now um, in terms of node operator rewards so we talked about this last week where waldorf and nashua have been thinking about um about changes to the rpl tokenomics and starting a conversation in the rocket pool community about changes to the rpl tokenomics so let's have a look at this uh, github um thought that um, Valdov shared which is about uh, rpl staking so here he has this um this readme that says this is a draft by the way before i say anything you know this is a draft these are just the initial sharing of ideas this whole process is massively um, open to scrutiny to changes to um, a whole lot that you know can happen between now and when it goes to the community so definitely keep that in mind when you are thinking about the, what i'm saying right now this none of this has happened yet none of it has and like, come to pass yet um so keep that in mind and um of course you know there's a long 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 way to go before any changes are happening to the tokenomics and everyone who is staking with uh, rocket pool will get a say on on this by vote by voting eventually so let's see what we have here right now so it says um there's visualized rule sets so here we have current rules um ppm of rewards and then um you know at 10% it's like it's um wait let me see yeah the current rewards right so it goes up to um 150% um and you get like rewards rewards on that amount and then with um Noshua's rules it will change so everyone gets um a flat amounts so at the minimum of 10% and then with um with um val's proposed rules the idea is that once you get to that 10 percent, then it becomes like a, a sliding scale so the higher you go um you'll still get more rewards uh but you'll get lesser and lesser amounts per higher percentage as you go so um here it says current rules the minimum rpl stake is 10 10 up 10 percent of borrowed eth the maximum is 150 percent of bonded eth okay no no any eth or node operator eth it says the node operator share of inflation gets split up per effective rpl so the more effective rpl you have the more your share is so it says uh, noshua's rules are um the minimum is 10 percent of borrowed eth um there's no maximum because the only amount that is effective on your node is the minimum only that amount is effective if you go below 10 percent, you get no rewards if you get if you go above 10 percent, you get no extra rewards and it says the node operator share of inflation gets split up per effective rpl and then uh, this is uh, val's proposed rules which is what he's thinking of presented well what he's presented to the community here he says minimum rpl stake is 10 percent on borrowed eth the way it is now you must be over this threshold including new mini pool to launch a new mini pool you must be over this threshold our reward snapshot time to be eligible for rpl rewards and rewards are based on weight so if you're below 10 percent, you, your weight is zero from 10 to 15 percent the weight is linear so you your rewards will increase linearly up to 15 percent. however above 15 percent, then it's, there's a logarithmic curve um, rising forever but ever more slowly and then the node operator share of inflation gets split up per vote weight so the the more rpl you have um bonded the smaller and smaller each rpl gives you in terms of vote weight and then your vote weight will basically determine how much 
of uh, the reward you get. So here's the proposed plan. It says uh, take up the proposed rules above in order to, it says reward primarily based on borrowed ETH, as this is what Rocket Pool, um, this allows Rocket Pool to meet our ETH demand and then uh, discourage large scale speculation while getting RPL yield from the protocol. So I'm just going to read the, the higher level points. So it says take up the proposed rules in order to, and then um, yeah, keep. Um, keep uh, active rebalancing for good performance minimal. Importantly, there should be essentially no downside to being slightly above the minimum, including opportunity cost. This is move the minimum to withdraw 15% borrowed ETH instead of 100% where you can withdraw now um, to the end of the linear region, region. And this minimizes how locked users are while also acknowledging that RPL is highly volatile. We don't want to encourage users to end up below the minimum used to start a mini pool keep some kind of time lock around staking to avoid um, gaming reward snapshot times um, and then next is uh, phasing the rules slowly um, so yeah then there's more detailed comparison between the new rule sets so here there's some charts of the current rules versus Noshua's rules and then um, you know the, the you can check the graphs um, on the screen or you can um, you know visit the link to see them yourself and then um, there's you know this still these sections still require work so the current rules versus the not uh, vals proposed rules and then um the new proposed rules versus Noshua system as well and how that looks so um it says this is not the main comparison point to be honest so i'll be quick the biggest gains are smaller with the proposed plan the biggest losses are smaller with the proposed plan there are more winners with the proposed plan and current allocations compared to Noshua's. um yeah and then this is brass tax the rpl value some people have mentioned fear along the lines of reducing the rewards for high rpl allocation node operators will cause them to sell and rpl value to plummet i don't see this at all let's work out an extreme example with the current and proposed rule sets we'll assume the worst case a node operator with one 16 eth mini pool and a max yielding 24 eth worth of rpl staked for this first cut we'll assume an unchanging rpl eth ratio right now this node operator is getting around 5.6 percent um APR in ETH terms, around 8.08% APR um, in RPL terms for a total blended APR of around 7.1%. With the proposed plan, they'd get 5.6% ETH, 3.08% RPL for a blended uh, total of 4.1%. Uh, so fair enough, that's a hefty drop. But let's think about why our node operator is choosing a massive amount of RPL exposure far above the minimum, 15 times more than the minimum. There's only really one reason, which is that they hope that the RPL value will go up. Um, I doubt we find many bulls who are expecting less than a 2x uh, ratio improvement in two years. We'll pretend it's smoothly linear and call this a 1.41x per year. Let's use that and redo the example. So it says right now, this node operator is getting 5.6% ETH APR, 8.1%, let's just call it... Um, uh, RPL APR for a total blended APR. So this is including the appreciation in the RPL token price um, of 33.68%. And it says with the proposed plan, they would get the same um, for the ETH, 3.1% um, for the RPL, and then a blended total will be 39.45%. So the argument Val here is making is that once you uh, factor in the appreciation of the RPL token, then the 
the amount that changes because of the appreciation of the token is significantly higher than um, any rewards that you will get. That's the argument that's being made here because, you know, um, in the first system, you get 33.7% rewards. In the second system, the new Val's proposed system, you get 29.45, which is just 10% less. But that factor of 1.41x really is the is a big multiplying force there he says there is a difference here but it's not dramatic because the main factor is ratio growth so what do i expect if not large um, if not a large sell-off from these folks one of hold it anyway they're here for the ratio gains two they might put it in DeFi. an rpl loan might pay close to rpl yield at the minimum for example which could be over 15 percent and if and only if the the node operators were already uncertain about their RPL exposure. This might push them to sell some amount, and this could go into LEB eights. Um, that could go into LEB eights um, in order to get much higher RPL rewards alongside the ETH rewards, or it might leave the RP Rocket Pool ecosystem. Um, finally, I'll note that this proposal helps ex attract node operators better. That lets us meet demand better. They might come back as improved fundamental value for RPL. In our example, it only take going from expected 2x um, to an expectation of 2.19x to prefer the proposed plan. Um, that's like, you know, appreciation in the future of the RPL token, um, despite being uh, literally the worst case allocation um, for this rewards change. So I think Val is like, you know, really leaning into this, this point here about um, how it all comes down to the ratio and as long as the ratio keeps improving then um the you know your 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 income will improve overall or your you know the worth of your um crypto allocation will improve overall um now that that that's the key point i think here so here you know there's still these are still draft points like why change people entered with the rule set so he's just like you know some kind of like uh, comment and retort so let's start with like he says i believe consistency is important we shouldn't change things just because we can that said i also don't believe we should totally shackle ourselves uh, forever uh, based on past decisions so he says let's start with another question where does the current rule set come from so minimum like the initial design was by fire eyes so there's no insight into their reasoning reasoning as far as val knows um, often used rpl price models to set the fundamental flow value of rpl i think this is quite an important point that val's making here as well is that you know a lot of the projections of the rpl price kind of use this floor value and how that potentially isn't changing in this situation he says when we add leb8 we want to keep the fundamental floor value of those models unchanged this is why we went um, with uh, keeping a constant percentage of borrowed eth the maximum the initial design was by fire eyes and there was no insight into this reasoning and then val is asking is this right um and talking about the stressful vote for the PE and ETH for the maximum of LEB8s, he says during that vote there were attempts to justify the original 150% number. Um, the best reason I saw was that it served as protected speculation um, for heavily rocket pool RPL aligned individuals. There was an interaction. Um, with the minimum threshold to withdraw until Redstone, it was possible to instantly stake RPL and have that effect rewarded. Um, so if people could withdraw at will, they could get the benefits of max stake while only having the RPL staked for a moment. And then he's saying, "Is this right? Did we have the t did we have a time lock before Redstone?" And then he says, um, "Keeping the rules the same, all else being equal, stability is good." Um, right now, uh, we're rewarding speculation within the protocol rather than creating our ETH supply. Um, this is not aligned with the protocol's needs. And he says that um, now that we're pushed, other people can exit if the rules don't suit them. And this makes it less critical um, than keeping things exactly the same. So 
um i'm just gonna comment for a minute and then um you know i'll, I'll carry on with this so the idea basically is that um because you know when we looked at this inflation change going back to Proteris's image you can see that the amount that goes to node operators um is gonna steadily increase right over the over the coming uh, a year um in terms of rpl amounts but then the idea being that a bigger percentage of this amount will go to those who are at the very lower end of rpl collateral so if you um, start a node and your rpl collateral is say you know 12 percent then you might be getting like you know a lot more i don't know the exact numbers but like val will be able to tell you the exact numbers but like maybe double the rpl rewards that you're getting now however for those people who are at the higher percentages the higher you go the more the drop off of your rewards is so you don't see the advantage so that's what val thinks that um this will attract new node operators because they will um what they will do is um come in at the minimum percentage because they'll be getting outsized rpl rewards um, compared to their um the, the amount that they're locking up so um this discussion of course is from um, governance this is um, a brand new discussion and this is um you know still in the very 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 early stages of uh, discussion in the community so you know everything is subject to change right now um, i'm making that really clear but there's this staking discussion thread which is a sub-thread of research and um, there's a whole lot of people who've already started to come into here and like look around and um following along with the with the conversation um there's already too much here for me to like give you a summary of what's going on but i'm um including this in the links below so you can join you can take part in the discussion and you can like present your case and really like share your ideas about um about what is um what's going on and um keep that in mind right like this is going to affect everyone who's staking with rocket pool you know whether you're at the lower end you know your rewards will increase if you're at the higher end your rewards will decrease um there, there's definitely going to be like changes that happen here so um it really really suits everyone who's part of this community and staking rocket pool or has rpl as you know a speculation um to take part in this discussion and um and yeah like really really understand what's going on because it's going to impact all of us in one way or another um non-fungible yokim here says i'd like to think that staking rpl is a pretty long-term commitment right now that commitment is based on 150 percent withdrawal threshold and the friction of the beacon chain entry and exit reducing the withdrawal threshold with only 28 day time lock feels like it makes quick entry and exit too easy all that said the extra staking staking friction makes me less likely to increase my rpl stake and that's something i think about and then um, SNG says, you know, great write-up. I'm still digesting exactly how I feel um, about either of the two new rule sets being discussed. But in the meantime, some general thoughts and feedback. Consider that our tokenomics are already damn confusing to most newcomers. E.g. consider how many people have been around for a long time but still end up feeling like they got burned by certain misunderstandings. I've read enough criticism surrounding this in Discord, Reddit, Twitter, etc. In particular, I'm a bit concerned about the idea of phasing in a new rule slowly. A dynamic rule change only further convolutes things. And I'm not a fan of calculations that take into account speculative ratio improvements. No one knows what's actually going to happen. Just because um, 
could just as well go the other direction? Question mark. I don't think this should be used as justification. Also consider that any potential ratio gains are likely to see some impact with the updated plans. So while bulls might be expecting at least 2x ratio improvements in the next two years, does that still hold true if the rule changes and reduce the amount of inflation they're privy to? This goes back to using a speculative ratio um, improvement for justification. So like this is just, you know, I'm just picking out comments here. Um, like literally like without any like um, um, you know deliberate cherry picking or anything like that um, please go and read this discussion like there's a whole lot of it um, that I think um, is really worth your time because it's going to impact everyone like I said um, yeah so definitely 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 go and um, take part in this discussion and like at least familiarize, familiarize yourself with what's going on and I'll try my best to keep you abreast of the discussion as well but it's I, I know that this is going to be a really fast-paced discussion so if any of you are listening and you know you're in the submissions thread please 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 provide me with links in there because it'll just make it so much easier for me than going and reading everything and like trying to stay on top of everything so if you want this covered please be like you know the coverage you want to see and um, link me those messages in, in submissions and I will feature all of them. Okay, moving on from that now, we have some really exciting news, of course. So, as you all know, there's three snapshot awards going on at the moment. And um, one of them was regarding the ODAO having to vote using their nodes. And um, something really great happened last night, which is that all 18 ODAO members voted in favour of um, the ODAO charter, which is limiting the the powers of the ODAO and that is absolutely amazing to see because you know they're literally giving themselves a 90% pay cut over the course of the next year and um, that's that's really commendable right that they've all voted in favor of that I'm sure there was some social pressure like um, voting as well like like not overtly but as more and more people started voting in favor of that it'd be kind of ridiculous for you to not vote in favor of that and then um, you know after uh, we got uh, 10 votes and then it was passed anyway so it makes nice signaling that you know you <laughs> voted in favor of that as well that might be the slightly more cynical view but um, it's really nice that um, all of the 18 members voted in favor of that and let's just have a quick look at the other votes so that like i know they haven't technically passed yet but this is pretty much as close as passed as you're going to get so the pdow charter has 9100 votes in favor and 29 votes against um, with a quorum of 5600 so that has definitely passed um and you know people with very very big um, voting powers voted in favor of this um then with the inflation rule change as well that's got 9.2 thousand votes in favor um 54 votes abstaining and 29 votes against so again like you know and with 5600 as quorum so this is almost guaranteed to pass also like i'm i'm pretty sure that it's going to pass right like it expires on july 17th but like these these are big changes that are going to go are going to go in very soon so um that's really exciting and then um yeah that's that's some really good stuff like um that this in itself is going to be a huge change to um rocket pool so that that's going to be um i'm really excited to see how that's going to turn out like in in practice like i'm really hoping the uh pdow will uh, use the you know the new income that uh, we're going to get um to really help rocket pool grow and whether that's through incentivizing um re or rpl in different ways that's going to be really cool to see 
Okay, so as you all know, I've been giving um, some updates on different grants that have been coming in. Here, uh, we've had two more grants that have come in today. One has been from Dr. Doofus, which is a Rocket Pool University uh, a website for Rocket Pool related catalog of courses with quizzes and uh, NFT support certification, focus on education and engagement with both Rocket Pool community and the broader crypto community. So there's a um, uh, an idea here you know this grant will cover a website or we'll sign in with uh, ethereum um, a database for courses and quiz information storage a basic introduction introduction to rocket pool course and a pop delivery mechanism for course completion uh, which might be manual to begin with but hopefully becomes automatic later and then it's being in, um, inspired by ethereum study master but it's being built from the ground up um, and um, you know, it's an idea of helping people learn about Rocket Pool and how it all works. And um, Dr. Dufus is, um, you know, put this grant application in three months ago. And at the time, there were some issues. And now, um, you know, they've put it in again. So um, there you go. Um, that's that's the whole uh, whole thing that um, Dr. Dufus is suggesting. And next, we have Sleety, who's put in the new grant proposal as well which is, you know, the tokenomics animation threads that Sleety's been putting out. And um, this is a grant for six months more of um, of threads, of those threads. So um, Sleety will, you know, so far released four threads. He, he needs to release two more threads within the next 45 days. And then that, that will go through. So he's asking, um, you know, for another six months worth of rewards. And, um, you know, I'm a GMC member, so I can't really comment. But here... Um, there's this person on Twitter who says this is some of the best info on Rocket Pool at whack. So I, I don't know who that person is or isn't, but um, yeah, they, they seem to be happy with uh, with um, this these animation threads. So um, yeah, let's let's see what happens with with that. Okay, so more news that we've been covering recently is uh, this Nexus Mutual vote. Now, there's a couple of things here that I don't fully understand, but let's have a look anyway. So, as the vote is going, you know, they are um, voting to allocate 14,400 ETH from their capital pool into Rocket Pool's R ETH. Um, and there'll be a straight swap for ETH. Uh, sorry, maybe a straight deposit into the deposit pool. I'm not 100% sure, but um, either a swap or a deposit for 14,400 ETH. Um, and um, they've got like a really nice treasury so this vote is going to end in nine hours as of recording this episode and um, at the moment the leading outcome is accept, uh, accept but they're still pending so let's have a look to see where the vote stands so there's two votes happening right now the first one is the members vote and it says your vote wait is one um, next mutual token i don't have any um, in order to reach quorum you need another 636,000 votes to come in um or there's the second thing is otherwise the advisory board's votes will determine the outcome. So right now they've had 377,000 Nexus Mutual tokens voted, but that's only 37% of quorum. 100% um, of the voters have accepted so far, but you know, it's still not reaching quorum. The next part here, it says the advisory board is also voting. So if the quorum is not reached, then at least four advisory board members must, must accept this proposal. Otherwise, it will be rejected. Now, this is an interesting piece here, and I'm not sure of the rules exactly. So it says that four of the advisory board members have accepted it. However, the fifth one hasn't voted. Now, it should be that even though the fifth one hasn't voted, this vote should still go through. However, I don't know if it's one of those situations where all five have to vote and four of the five have to do it or whether it's like four undone. So I presume that it's four undone, in which case, you know, this vote will pass, which is absolutely amazing. But um, there's a tiny, tiny chance where I'm not really sure, but I don't think it's likely that 
you know we need that extra vote or yeah basically we need that extra vote um or quorum of course to reach but um at the moment this is looking really good and um yeah it's really exciting that they that they're um, hopefully going to be doing this and i hope it happens soon um let's have a look next going here we have um yeah so as you all know like you know there's been um, a whole lot of um, staking is still going on and people are still depositing their eth their r eth into sorry the rpl into uh, rocket pool um, again today we had another whale who started a node and they have sixty-five thousand rpl that they've staked um, and um, if we have a look at their node on rocket scan you can see that they are um sorry rocket scan sometimes takes a moment to load um, you can see that you know they've staked 65,000 RPL and they are um, waiting to stake their ETH. So at the moment there's not been any ETH staked, but um, the RPL has has gone into there. Now if you have a look at the yeah I'm I don't yeah but as as more and more ETH comes into this or as they start staking, I'll definitely keep an eye out for that. But um, one thing that you should know is if you you know if you're waiting to stake right now there's um, nearly six thousand eth in the deposit pool and um that person you know with their sixty five thousand rpl will be able to take up all of that um, eth pretty much if they want um i think i think even more than let me see what their maximum amount is it's right here the maximum they can have is um about 800 no 800 eth i think that's that's the most that they can take with the RPL, I think. I'm not hundred percent sure. So yeah, that's that's as you know, like you know, the the protocol's still growing. We're still getting lots of uh, deposits coming through. Like um, so far this week, you know, we're at fifteen thousand deposits, which is the best week since the beginning of June. And um, yesterday, you know, we had well today technically, but yesterday um, on UTC we had eight hundred ETH deposited, which is you know a little bit lower than the last few days. But this has been a good week overall. So. Um, Rocket Pool still going strong, and new node operators are coming in, new RPL deposits are coming in, and it's all looking really good. Okay, so if you're not using your RPL to stake, then there's more and more options that you can be using now. Um, one of them is a Silo Finance, which here Jasper was talking about uh, with their tweet. They said, with Rocket Pool's impressive growth and the addition of our ETH Chainlink. Um, feed and Arbitrum, the RETH silo is poised for growth. Um, RETH and ETH uh, depositors will also be earning silo rewards. And then there's a link for where you can deposit it. Jasper says the silo uh, finance team have created an innovative system for isolated market leverage systems to reduce tail risk. On top of that, they've worked closely with Rocket Pool community since before launch. And he said, check out these high rates. So with their boosted rewards right now, there's 145% um, APR on the RETH that you deposit into into their system. So that's really cool. Of course, you know that number isn't going to last long. So if you want to get some of those sweet, sweet early rewards, then pop over to Silo Finance and throw some RETH in there and and um and those rewards. Okay, finally we've got some news of a new um a new uh, beacon chain explorer that is uh, going live so um you know they put this post on eth staker saying hi eth staker community at the moment there's only one widely used beacon chain explorer beacon chain the beacon cha.in that we you know we all use all stakers use uh, we decided to create a new open source alternative based on a completely different tech stack python uh, and um, post gray sql i'm not sure what that is and um, it says we also support new features like live monitoring aggregating statistics for all your validators come 
uh, combined and we also add free and tacking, tracking tool free. So what was their goal? They saw that although Beacon Chain was open sourced, there were some parts of their tech stack that was not open sourced, like Google Bigtable and High Charts. And then, so these guys are saying that they decided to create um, this, like they use alternative free open source tools for those um for those to perform those actions and um that they've um, their goal was that explorer should be easily forkable and written in a programming language that everyone is familiar with so we decided to write the explorer in python with the django framework this makes it um, even possible to easily deploy deploy the explorer locally because there's no third-party dependencies so here they said you know they're still in the early stages it would be great if you could head to our github leave us a star and further and follow the further development. We want this to be a community-driven project, so we're very thankful to receive your recommendations and feedback, feature requests, and improvements, etc. So here, you know, the feedback on ETH staker was pretty nice. People said, I like the layout of this modern beacon chain. Nice work is their vision for Predator. They said, not yet. Nice user interface, keep up the good work. Great job, that's impressive, Explorer and Snappy. Thanks for doing it, fantastic stuff. I'm sort of baffled trying to add a validator monitor. I didn't see an area to type text to paste the list. Said I found it, the entry area at the top of the dialog box just looks like a description text. It should more clearly say type validators here. It should not be the same color, uh, similar color as the surrounding. But yeah, let's have a look at the Explorer. So I haven't made an account or signed in, but I guess this is what you do here. Like, you know, you sign up to monitor your validators. So it tells you how many of your validators are online, how many are queued, how many have exited, and then what your ranking is. And then, you know, you'd get live attestation monitoring and sync duty manage management monitoring and then there's some global statistics here as well for like different slots uh, and as the epochs get finalized and proposed um, and then there's news of the actual epochs as well whether it's finalized or not and where we are in that epoch and all the information alongside that and then there's um, information about um, validators and other settings as well so if you are looking for an alternative to beacon chain that's free and uh, open source and has no ads or any of that kind of stuff then maybe um, eatstakers.club will be the place for you but um, i just thought i'd let you all know that this tool is out there now so yeah anyway on that note i'm going to enter this episode and these we this week of episodes i hope you all have a lovely weekend ahead and um, I'll see you all on Monday. Bye.